Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitts in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a monster truck driver to deliver pizza. And the neighbors are going wild. You can hear that engine from a mile away, Fran. And he's foregoing the driveway and heading right up the lawn and over the azaleas. What a power move. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. With six-foot tires and a roll cage, this pizza guy could quite literally crush the competition. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Hi there, folks. This is Jim the Keys bartender, and I am fortunate tonight, or tonight, today, to be here with the mayor of Key West, Terry Johnston. Say hi, Terry. Honorable Mayor of Key West. Are you still hi, there? Jim. Oh, good. Hi. I'm still and, here. Yep. And we're Papa Joe's joining us also, one of our regular co-hosts. And I'm here. Okay, great. Great. I'd like to thank you, Mayor uh, Johnston, for agreeing to be on the show and answer some questions. Um, To start out, um, I wanted to give a brief synopsis of the timeline. On March 19th, the Miami Herald reported the first COVID-19 case in um, the the Keys, and it was a, a resident who had traveled back from the United Kingdom. And on later that day, all hotels were closed and 50% of uh, the restaurants were held to 50% of capacity. And on, and I'm going to ask you eventually, I think your timeline was, you, you jumped ahead of the curve, Mayor. But on March 27th, the county established checkpoints on US-1 and State Road 905 to restrict people from outside the Keys to come in and not as much just to keep people out as to keep our system from being overtaxed because we only have a, you know, like 130 beds and nine ventilators in the whole county. Now to this date, as of this, uh, today, May 7th, there's been a total of 79 cases, three deaths. There were 1,487 tests performed, uh, about 2% of the population. We've had five consecutive days of no reported cases and the health officer from Monroe County, Bob Eady, employs residents to continue best practices, implementing safe practices in the county. And uh, in several of your public addresses, Mayor, I, uh, you thank the citizens of Key West for complying with safe practices. Now, it's been over 100 years since the U.S. experienced a pandemic. And in 1920, Key West, your population was 20,000, now it's 27,000. You have your population density of Key West is just a little under what it is in Fort Lauderdale, but you've had very low rate of uh, infection there. And um, I I have to give you kudos for your actions and what you did. Did Key West, Key West was ahead of the curve on this, wasn't it, Mayor? Well, we were, and and the reason for that, Jim, I, I've explained it 
a number of times on the radio, but when you take a look at our density and you take a look at the size of our island, take a look at the fact that Lower Keys Medical Center is actually 167 beds, and, and you accurately, you know, we're talking about the, the, the very limited number of ventilators that we have. But since the outbreak in, in Hunan in, in, in November, um, to the point where we closed down Key West, we had welcomed in that time frame about a million three hundred thousand visitors onto our island. You know, in our restaurants, in our hotels. Um, you know, integrating with with our residents, and that's what brought us uh, to immediate action. Is when you you take a look at at how vulnerable we are as an island, and uh, a very densely and uh, you know close knit uh, you know close neighborhoods uh, uh, type of population. We did. We acted quicker than than probably many other people. And and a number of times people have said, well, you know, you 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 came in in front of the county. Well, we have to understand that Key West is the urban center of Monroe County. You know, the county is dealing with you know Big Pine, Sugarloaf, you know, some more rural areas. We're dealing with uh, a cruise ship port. We're dealing with uh, a, an airport that brings in, you know, about 900,000 passengers a year from all over the world. And we're, we're just so close-knit that, that we decided that it was imperative that we act very, very quickly. Well, um, that would – I think you answered the question. I was going to ask you, um, when you came to office – I'm sure you contemplated other emergencies you probably have, hurricanes being number one. Did Was this ever on an inkling for you that you'd have to deal with something like this? No. I, you know, and and I don't think anyone ever ever thought that you would be faced with a situation like this. And and we, we keep trying to get our arms around and, and compare this to a hurricane. And it's, it's just not even close to, to that type of animal uh, because you don't have a start and you don't have a finish date of of this type of global pandemic. And, you know, you can look for relief from, from, from your economy picking up from other areas of the world. Well, there isn't another area of the world that hasn't been impacted by, by this global pandemic. So it's, it is, it's a once-in-a-lifetime event for, for most of us on Earth right now. And uh, uh, I, I will say it's, it's, it's been challenging, uh, but I would not go through it in any other community but Key West because, as you said before, our residents have been wonderful. You know, they have heeded uh, the warnings. They have, they have uh, exhibited personal responsibility on the, on the most part. And we just we've we've just had a really good team effort, which is what's contributed to the fact. I think we're up to uh, 80 cases now, Jim, in the county. But realistically, that's that's minuscule compared to the rest of the world. And and we still have probably 14 states that are on the rise as far as COVID-19 infections. We have some states that that, that are on the downward side. The state of Florida is actually considered to be uh, holding its own, um, and that's with you know areas like Monroe County doing very well, uh, areas like Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach uh, doing relatively poorly at this stage, but working working to to get some better numbers. And their hospitalizations, by the way, are are starting to stabilize, and they're starting to see just a, a, 
a touch of a downward trend. Um, but until they get their testing under control and their numbers under control, um, uh, we are we are very very thankful that we had the informational checkpoint there to um, uh, to keep us locals just locals. Well, that that was pretty much uh, what my questions were. were I was going to ask you about the, which is great, uh, whether that that these safe practices, uh, maintaining uh, the six feet of distance, making sure that restaurants were just takeout only, and the checkpoints. Though it caused some hard feelings for some people initially up in the upper keys. Uh, we've had some protesters up here, and it did. Um, it did set a wrong tone, maybe for a tourist destination away we would tell people to stay away, but there was a reasoning behind it why we, we did those things. It wasn't to, uh, you know, lock ourselves in like the parenthetical 1950s bomb shelter where you go down there when there's going to be a nuclear war and you lock out the rest of the world. We were doing it to keep uh, the residents safe and also not to tax the people on the mainland with, extra people that would have to go up there but um right and and you just mentioned that jim you know uh, one of one of our, our basic premises was the fact that we're sitting down here at the end of the state on a two-lane highway with 167 bed hospital limited health care personnel down here and uh you know we're sitting here with 11 icu beds in in lower case medical center mm-hmm. so it was imperative that we not have the spikes that that many of the other municipalities saw around the United States. Okay. Well, um, how long do you, um, recently, now we're going to get in later on, we're talking about the phased opening approach, but there was a little lessening recently this past week because of the governor's, uh, um, what was that? Uh, what was Governor Sassantis' really? order uh, that he passed that was loosening things up? But we're going to talk particularly about yeah. uh, there was an event that occurred and it happened up here, too, so just so you know, it's not just you. I was watching a local restaurant from I was, my wife and my daughter and I were at the Caribbean Club looking at the sunset. It wasn't open. We had our dog, and we were taking pictures. And we looked over, and there was a restaurant that was open. They had a band playing. There was people dancing. They were drinking at the bar. And it looked like they weren't practicing social distancing. And today, I see on social media that on the Sunset Pier, there was, uh, you know, it, what appeared to be people dancing, not practicing uh, those social distancing and wearing masks. And I didn't see a mask in the whole picture. So, right. um, yeah. I I would love to comment on that if if, yes. if I could. Yes. You know, that's that's just a lack of of of, of responsibility. And you know, if you do not want to take care of yourself, that's one thing. But please, you know, do not infect other people. And this type of virus is is so unique in the fact that that uh, that it's highly spread by asymptomatic people. So you know you could you could be walking anywhere and and look at somebody who doesn't exhibit one symptom who are are positive for the virus. So uh, you know in order not to spread, in order not to surge, uh, we need to stay vigilant. Uh, Yes, we are trying to uh, offer, you know, to re- relax some of our protective measures because we have been cooped up now for seven weeks on a two-by-four by island. But it, it, uh, our relaxation should never be misconstrued as we're out of the woods here because we're not. 
what we'd like to try and do is you know to give you some situations where perhaps we can we can uh, address our mental health as well as our physical health and, and try and do both but both of those take a, a maturity and a level of responsibility and respect for every other resident on our island and and I implore everyone please do not lighten up uh, on on any protective measure um, in in fact you know be more vigilant than we ever have because we are lightening up you know, we have some, some people out and about that were not out and about for the last seven weeks. So, if anything, we're more vulnerable to the virus right now than we have been for the last seven weeks. Oh, I'm going to allow my co-host, Joe. Are you there? Do you have... Yeah. Uh, hey. Yeah. Mayor, um, I don't know if you read, but Miami Beach last week, they opened up South Point uh, right after, of course, the governor loosened up on some of the restrictions and after giving out i believe nearly ten thousand warnings uh to people who would not comply with those they had to close south point and kind of shoo everyone away um is is there and I, i is there any plan that should there be a refusal to comply out in the open uh, to take any kind of action, or do you feel warning them and closing those venues is, is, is the is the better yeah. rate? Uh, uh, that's, a, I, I, that's that's really a, a good question uh, because we run into the same situation. Clear, you know, clearly not on the on the level of of uh, uh, of our northern counties, but uh, you know, violating an emergency order and all these are emergency orders is a second degree misdemeanor. And it's punishable by, uh, you know, 60 days in jail or a $500 fine. And we have, we've had some citations down here. We've had citations for illegal vacation rentals. Um, we, we are trying not to be draconian, but, but when somebody doesn't have enough common sense to physical distance in a global pandemic, um, you really, you really need a stern conversation with them. And we do have some people that we have removed from the beach. Uh, we have some restaurants that we've given a warning, and the next one, you know, we will close them down. And, you know, we, we really are taking measures because it, this is a, it's a serious virus. So um, here's a fascinating thing that, that you know, the 20, 27,000 residents that we have in the city of Key West have kind of all been deputized now as our code compliance department. So, you know, if they're seeing people that that aren't social distancing, you know, we get a telephone call and we will send over either a police officer or a code compliance officer and we will correct that situation. Uh, But, you know, if somebody somebody is moving into a vacation rental on, uh, you know, May 6th, People know that we have been under restrictions and and have suspended all new um, all new check-ins since April first. So they're on the telephone with us, and and we we make everyone aware that that we have a lot of code compliance officers out on our streets right right now who who are just just individual residents who want to stay safe. And right, I right. I think most people are bright enough to know that if we're not if not, we're not following these protective measures, and if we do have a surge, we are going to go right back to being shut up tight. 
and this time it will be for a much longer period of time. And I, I think although people are, are anxious to get out, people are anxious to get our economy rolling again, people are also bright enough to know that if we do it too soon, if we do it recklessly, we will be right back where we were for a longer period of time. Right. And uh, when yeah. um, when we when we get around to opening these thing up, and actually before that, um, I want to talk a little about uh, testing, if you if you don't mind, Mayor. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, please. How how hard has it been um, for, for to conduct testing? Have have you had uh, enough tests? Have, have, have or, or are you finding testing uh, or the actual test hard to come by? Yeah. Well, the, the answer to that is no. We do not have enough tests. And, and some of the reasons for that is because of our successes and our low numbers. Um, we've had tests that were logistically heading to Key West and Monroe County that have been redirected to hotspots. And when you think about it, you know, that's the right thing. I, it, it, it truly is. We've kept our numbers low. We've kept our, 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 our curve, you know, we, we've damped it down as low as we can, and we've kept it there. So the test really should go to areas that, that are hot spots. Now it's starting to open up a, a little bit uh, more. But I will tell you this, it, it's been a very confusing situation also because probably five, six times a week I will get a telephone call from somebody who says, I can get you 5,000 tests. Uh, and, and I'll say, you know, are they FDA approved? No, they're NIH approved. Well, which kind of tests are they? Are they antibody tests or are they, you know, the COVID-19 tests or what, what type of testing are they? So there, there's a lot of activity right now going on in, in the testing market. We're, to answer your question, we are, we are picking up on testing. We now have uh, CHI that's coming down to Key West and they are doing testing once a week. We have a number of physicians in, in their clinical settings that are doing testing. We're doing some testing at, at the hospital uh, before all of our elective surgeries right now. So we're doing about 300 more tests a, a month, just at the hospital level. Uh, we're doing testing at the Department of Health. Is it anywhere near the numbers of tests that we would like in order to make um, solid, valid decisions? No. Uh, the, the answer is, is no. Uh, we are going with the best information that we have right now uh, in order to move forward. But, no, we would like to do mass testing, and then we would like to do uh, contact tracing. And I think that's going to be the most important thing is who have these positive cases been in touch with, been in contact with over the last 14 days, and let's get to them and let's make sure that they are they are quarantining so that we have a handle on exactly who 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 has had the coronavirus already, you know, who is positive right now, and who have they been in touch with. And at that point, I know I, as well as every other elected official who are making decisions right now for the future, would have a much greater confidence level in our decision-making capabilities. Well, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Jim, just one more. Yep. Um, I, do, I was just curious, of course, being a retired state trooper, um, my heart is always with first responders. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have have the hospital personnel and the fire and and law enforcement have they been finding it easy to come by uh, PPE and and making sure that the men and women out there are are fully equipped? 
Yeah, it's 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 been a struggle, quite frankly, to, uh, to get the right equipment. Um, we, we do a check uh, three times a week with all of our first responders to make sure that that they do have uh, PPE. We've had some very generous people in the community that that have gotten equipment, and right now I I think we're in a a pretty good spot. We're getting our first responders right now. They are being uh, tested. Um, we're we're starting to bring in city employees next week, and and we are offering testing there. So we're getting to we're getting to a better spot. But it, you know it it, uh, it it was really hairy for a long period of time because we are you know our EMTs, uh, our firefighters, our our police officers, uh, all of those individuals are are in harm's way and and we made sure that if we had PPE it was going to our first responders and our 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 community uh, reacted very well you know if they had um, N95 masks they made sure that our first responders had them we you know we made cloth masks and put bandanas on and you know uh, we 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 created face coverings in the community uh, that were were made of cloth so that any of the surgical uh, level equipment stayed with our healthcare professionals and our and our first responders. So we're better. Um, are are we perfect? Nope. But we're getting there. Well, Excellent, uh, Mayor. I I I think you guys both, Joe and May, you're you're spot on about the importance of testing. Uh, there is a confusion between people with the antibody test uh, telling someone that they had at one time had COVID-19 and had recovered or they currently are infected. And there's the other one of people, um, the confusion with people, regular people not really understanding what it means to be asymptomatic, that you can yeah. be infected and not have any of the symptoms that, and then you could be you could be spreading that and just explaining it to people yeah. uh, that, you know, they're the ones that think that maybe, and it goes all the way up to the top here in the United States with uh, them ignoring that, you know, you're, you know, he has, yeah. someone has someone, one of his military attaches, uh, the president was just tested positive for COVID-19. So um, yeah. I imagine that's going to be a problem with people when they're gathering. So when we're screening people, yeah. you were talking about screening in the beginning, people were screening and they were taking their temperature. Uh, you were testing just whether people were manifesting symptoms. There was no yeah. proof that yeah. they had yeah. it or not. They could have had it and yeah. uh, th- there was no way of stopping it. But that's neither here nor there. Now we're moving along uh, to, uh, you know, the, the phased opening pr- approach. So uh, Monroe mm-hmm. County, you know, we're mm-hmm. a tourist economy. Key West yeah. is the center of it. And since March uh, 19th, we've it's a dramatic slowdown, longer and harder than uh, any of the uh, modern hurricanes. And uh, we had a... Uh, one of the largest influxes, at least in the state and nationwide, of people applying for unemployment. And we had uh, the state government being somewhat, call it what it is, slow to respond, you know, with saying, you know, saying we will respond, saying out can letters, saying we're not ready. You know, they could have said it's going to take six weeks because it's seven weeks out. And now it's starting to turn. The wheels are starting to turn now. But seven weeks is a long time in a modern society. And 
Uh, they yeah. did a lot better during uh, the Depression. You as a mayor of Key West, I know that the resources that are involved that alleviate unemployment and make the benefits reside with the state. What access to resources, what resources does the, the, the city of Key West have to alleviate some of that suffering by the unemployed in Key West? Yeah, yeah it, it, that's, that's such a good question. And if I could just spend a, a couple of seconds on the unemployment system, because I think this uh, COVID-19 has really uncovered uh, such a flaw in our, our system at the state level. Uh, you know, first of all, you know, we've identified that we have some of the lowest uh, weekly benefits of any state in the United States. Um, second of all, therefore, the shortest period of time. They cover the shortest period of time. And I think we can, you know, most of us can agree at this point, you know, the system was set up not to pay unemployment benefits at all. And uh, we were woefully unprepared, uh, woefully understaffed. Uh, you, you know, we kept talking to the federal level, and, the, and, and our Congress uh, 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 representatives were saying, "Look, at your state has the money; it it can't get it doled out." So, uh, with that, it it didn't make any difference. You know, people people were on the telephone for hours. They would get up at three o'clock in the morning and spend three or four hours on 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 the system. Um, we have been in constant contact with our representative Holly Rashine, uh, who has who has has been a a world of of information. But but you know she's had uh, a, a real challenge you know uh, trying to get them up and running. Basically, they had to hire you know uh, all new people and and move the system out of a couple departments and, and move it into different departments. And they actually shut down the system at certain periods of time just in order, uh, you know, to try and to try and get it somewhat functioning so that they could address the crush of, 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 of applications that we've got. Having said that, we're starting to see in the city of Key West, we're starting to see people getting their benefits. But that has been within the last week and a half, I, I need to say. Uh, people got their care twelve hundred dollars. Uh, that came out pretty much as anticipated, but the benefits are were were very very slow coming out. And the, and the devastating thing there was the fact that now we're going on seven weeks, so now we're going on two rent cycles. So for two months now, uh, people have not been able or have struggled to 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 pay their basic rent. Um, here's what the city of Key West has done with with our resources first of all we said how you know how do you how can we best help and and our our uh, thought process was that first of all people need to be fed so we've taken uh, hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars away from programs that that we canceled that we postponed uh, and we have basically put that money into our food banks to to get our people fed um, we have in the city of Key West. We have about 140 businesses that rent from the city of Key West. So what we've done is we've gone into a rent deferment for the month of April, May, and June, and we are deferring those payments. You know, starting um, uh, next January, but those payments can be made over the next 24 months to try and create a safety net so that we. We don't have um, individual evictions uh, from from companies, 
but again, we we have very very little help as far as rent abatement for the individual uh, uh, service worker. Uh, so we have been trying to uh, convey that that we'd like to lead by example. So our tenants were trying to abate the rent for three months and putting them on payment plans, and we are trying, uh, hoping that the individual landlords will do the same and work with their uh, their service industry people as we get through you know these next several months. Uh, but but that's that's basically what what the city of Key West is doing. That's great. Hey, Joe, I think Joe has a question about the phased reopening of, uh, you know, for the Monroe County and Key West in particular. Yeah, as far as Key West, Mayor, um, with the phased reopening, um, large, the, the the usual suspects as far as planned events, the uh, the boat races, Fantasy Fest, um, stuff like that. Um, even though that that's towards the uh, end of the summer, it's really around the corner as far as COVID nineteen is. How, how, how do you how do you see that happening? How do you how do you figure that into the the opening? Well, right now, all of those events would have to change radically in their configurations because they're all based on mass gatherings. Uh, we can't have mass gatherings. You know, there isn't any way. Uh, we were just talking uh, to the mayor of Miami the other day about, you know, what are you doing? And and he's saying, well, I'm trying to figure out what do you do with a 65,000-person stadium? Um, you know, do you allow 15,000 people in there and social distance? How do you handle that? But right now, uh, our our major events would have to change radically. And and here's what I think is going to have to happen, Joe. I think we're going to have to have a vaccine, you know. There isn't going to be a comfort level for people standing, you know, six inches from other people and 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 functioning the way that we functioned before March of this year until we have a vaccine, until people are socially comfortable and confident that they can leave that event and not have COVID-19. So uh, we, we, we are looking at Fantasy Fest is um, the end of October. The organizers of Fantasy Fest uh, need an answer from us uh, by July 1st, and and we are meeting on that uh, every single day to try and make a determination. Uh, many of the things that, that we have planned right now have been either canceled or we're postponing them. And I think probably one safe, safe thing is that, that you postpone things to the early part of 2021 where... Uh, there reportedly will be a uh, a vaccine out that will protect people and uh, keep people healthy. And until that point, until we know where our numbers are going, and and a lot of that is going to be determined by how well we do soft openings, how how responsive we are to our protective measures, and how much we abide by those, and the fact that can we keep our numbers under control. And, and that will answer a lot about the future events where it is geared on, on mass tourism. Okay. Uh, well, with uh, the phased openings, where do, where do hotels figure in? Hotels and bars figure into it. Is phase three or is it phase three where hotels could open back up? Yep. And it is. Uh, and it's, it's hotels, it's vacation rentals, it's mm-hmm. bars. And, 
And these are all areas that uh, we've been working with our hotels now for about the last four weeks. And many of the flagship hotels, like the Marriott's and the Hilton's and the Hyatt's, they they've had had teams that have been working on protective measures now since since the very first outbreak. So they're in pretty good shape and and can feel reasonably com- uh, confident that if we gave them a week's uh, uh, notice, uh, ten days notice, that they could get their staff back. Uh, they've got their PPE uh, already ordered, or it's it's in it's in house. They have their protocols in place. Um, they need to do some training and 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 put some policies in place. But with about a week or ten days, they could get up and running. Um, the uh, vacation rental market down here have been doing the same things. We created task force at both the county level and the city level to say, okay, let's bring the industry in and say, what do we need to do in order to create a a confident, uh, comfortable customer base so that we can welcome people back in safely and we're not infecting infecting the residents. We're working diligently with all of those individuals. And it's, it's been fascinating as we started this process because most of the industry have come up with more stringent measures than than what we had thought of as the city of Key West. So we're we're... We're very confident that when we get to that point where the governor and and we at the county and city level say, yes, hotels and vacation rentals can open up, uh, we're going to be able to do that safely. But I think the next phase, right now where we're at is we're at restaurants at 25% capacity and all the protective measures, including taking temperatures at the door, are in place. Um, The golf course, you know, we've opened up with, you know, one person per golf cart, you know, uh, nobody's touching the uh, the flag. Um, you just have to touch a cone at the, at okay. the at, you know at the, at the hole. So we're doing different things there. Uh, but we have uh, uh, opened up uh, museums, um, uh, things where you don't have uh, mass tourism and you're and you're not on top of each other. So far, so good with those things. We have opened up our beach. We've opened up Truman Waterfront Park. Um, people are out there exercising right now, exhibiting social distancing. Our next one will be to go into some more non-essential services like barbershops and, and hair salons and nail salons and, and things of, of, of a personal nature. And I think after that, uh, you know, we will certainly take a look at uh, bars, hotels, and, and vacation rentals. Okay, well, you know, there's a one uh, one huge critical factor to the success of the Wall Street, and uh, it is the mass gatherings of people. Is the cruise cruise industry? So, um, I mean, they're uh, it, it with uh, we're not, we're not even sure what's when uh, cruises will be viable on their own, like whether the cruise companies will be able to cruise again. When um, can you envision a time where there is a, a robust enough screening that you're able to allow, you know, several thousand people to disembark a cruise ship? Um, well, it's interesting, interesting you ask that question because we had a conference call today with the cruise industry, and you know, there's there there is uh, rumors that Carnival will be. You know, Carnival would like to come to the Port of Key West in uh, uh, early August, uh, but there are other ships that are looking to come to the city of Key West first. 
uh, prior to that. And according to the conversation we had today, uh, uh, I think that there is still a level of uncomfort from the CDC based on on the protective measures that the cruise ships have put into place. And according to the representative that we talked to today, um, you know, one of the basic tenets of, of, of keeping this virus at bay is social distancing. Well, you can't social distance on a cruise ship. I mean, it's it's just physically impossible by the, the layout of the ship. Um, and it really is geared around mass gatherings and, and masses of individuals. So um, it, it, it's, it's going to be a topic of conversation because we also have a movement in Key West. And, and we have always had a, uh, a divide between those who feel cruise ships are beneficial to Key West and would like to see them coming. And we have uh, also a, a group of citizens and businesses who don't garner any benefit and and really are are uh, very concerned about the environmental impact of the ships and um, the quality of life impact of the ships and and the numbers of, of of mass tourism that that are created when we have three cruise ships in town at one one time. So. We we're in the process of having a conversation uh, about that, and we're 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 garnering numbers because we need to have a conversation based on facts. Exactly what do cruise ships do economically for the city of Key West? And we have been operating under a, a great deal of anecdotal information in the past. Uh, this time we're gonna we're gonna work off of facts, and and we're gonna have a thoughtful conversation about. What kind of Key West do we want to be on the other side of the COVID-19 virus? Well, you know what? That's great that you – it's like you read my mind because I was going to mention the ro, uh, robust p- uh, petition drive uh, that's yeah. been coming about about the uh, cruise industry. But, uh, yeah, there, there, is, uh, there is a legitimate uh, debate between the economics and the uh, health right. uh, Part. Is there anything else you'd like to address like that? I wanted to move on to lighter topics and more hopeful topics. <laughs> Please. <Yeah. laughs> I'm ready for that one. <laughs> oh, you are ready? That's great. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously prior to uh, COVID-19, you had plans. I mean, I'm sure they were, uh, there were some big plans for uh, Key West. Are you able yeah. to even uh, contemplate? Any uh, big capital projects or uh, things you were planning well, prior here, to COVID nineteen? Here's here's the fascinating thing because uh, you know we have um, we had a number of capital projects that that we had slated for the end of this year and the early part of next year, and one of them was the fact that we wanted to revitalize Duval Street. Uh, Duval Street is our, our iconic corridor for the city of Key West, and the last time that we put any type of uh, considerable income into that, that street was during the bicentennial. So it's long overdue. Um, when when the virus hit and when we shut everything down, the first week, you know, and, and, and during that, that time, we started calculating revenue losses because... The city is heavily dependent on our, our tourism uh, revenue generated. So we started calculating our losses, but we sat down the very first week and said we will never in our lifetime have an opportunity to repave the Wall Street like we have right now with our businesses closed. 
So we we bid out um, repaving Duval Street. We went down. We've been repainting the uh, the historic street lamps, uh, the curbs. We've been doing ADA uh, improvements there, and we have been working like banshees uh, while we have this unfortunate opportunity to do that because we will never have another time when we don't interrupt businesses uh, like we do right now. So we're we're moving full steam ahead on that. In fact, we start the milling and paving of Duval uh, on Monday, uh, May 13th. And hopefully we will be done in a couple weeks and right after that be safely welcoming back visitors. Um, we are moving ahead with our strategic plan because now more than ever, you know, we need a roadmap uh, because we're in new, strange, different times, different level of revenue sources, um, maybe different businesses on the horizon. So now, more than ever, coming out of this COVID-19, we need a, a strong three, five, ten-year plan for the city of Kiva. So we're we're moving forward on that. Some of our capital projects have been put off. Many have not because we're still facing sea level rise. The impacts of of uh, of sea level rise in Key West. So we are moving forward on those projects. Other projects, feel good projects, uh, we are putting on the back burner. On day one, we went into a hiring freeze. On day one, we said, you know, if if you had in your budget a new car for next year, take it out. Uh, a new bucket truck for $163,000, take it out. Um, we're not, you know, people that are retiring, we're not replacing. And and we went into an austerity mode, the very first uh, case of, of COVID that we had. But, yes, we are moving forward with some projects. And the, and the projects... Um, that that we are going to need uh, with the new Key West that's going to come out on the other side of COVID-19 um, to move forward um, in a thoughtful manner. Wow. Well, that's a, that is uh, very uh, heartwarming to see, you know, a city doing something that, you know, not instead of reacting, uh, it's just – you know, a lot of uh, the restaurant I work for took is taking the restaurant, um, taking the opportunity to do improvements and, and uh, you know, upgrading and, and doing maintenance and things like that. And just like some people at home, too, when you they, yeah. if you think about it at home, you're you're out of work. The people have been working out, eating healthy, baking more. Um, it's you know, it's you either get um, what was that line? Did you ever are you a fan of the movies? Mayor uh, Johnson? Yes. Yes, uh, I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, the movie Shawshank uh, Redemption. It's kind of... Uh, uh, um, who is the guy? Joe, help me. Uh, the guy, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, he said his line was, get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> and, and that, exactly. <laughs> yeah, get, it's been get, an interesting pause in all of our lives, hasn't yeah. it? Yes, it has. And I want to thank you for uh, ending with that note of hope. And I want to thank Joe for joining in there. Thanks, Joe. Are you still there? You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you, Mayor. That, yes. This has been great. You're welcome, Joe. You're yes. Welcome. And uh, we'll, I, I've been down there before, and I hope uh, to be down there again to do a show. And, and hopefully I'll get to talk to you again under in brighter times and sunnier days. So, I mean, it's pretty sunny. I, I would love it's that. Pretty, it's pretty sunny today. But... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it, it it is a beautiful day out there today, and I will tell you this, uh, gentlemen, that 
this has brought out the best of Key West. Uh, you know, we're we're always good in an emergency, but but the number of people that are stepping forward, and if they have it to give, they're giving. If they don't have it to give, they're 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 volunteering, and it's just it, you know these types of situations just just bring the cream to the top, and and we have seen it every single day. Um, and I hope that we can retain those feelings once we're on the other side of COVID-19. Well, that, that, that's great. And I'd have to say Key West is in very capable hands right now. And I look forward to uh, seeing uh, the uh, 2021 being a great success for you. I always enjoy watching. I'm, I'm not a big person going out on New Year's Eve, but I expect CNN to be down there to watch the dropping of the shoe. And I wanted to be, I just, uh, if someday I wanted to do a show from there on, on New Year's Eve, uh, the Florida Keys bartender show, I wanted, I, I know I can't be in the shoe because I know, uh, there's a person that goes in there, but I'd like to get my picture taken in the shoe. <laughs> well, that would be sushi, and there's no room sushi. for you and sushi in that thing. I know, shoe. I know. Well, so I'm, not, called... I'm not a small guy at all, but if they can just get me in the shoe just prior, maybe a day before or something, I would like just a picture or near the shoe, uh, however close I would well, if like. You call, it, if you call Joey Schroeder from yeah. um, the 801 uh, uh, Bourbon Bar, I'm sure that he can get you in close to that shoe and some photo opportunities. Yeah. And hey, you know what? I don't drink, uh, Mayor, so I'd be safe. I wouldn't be. I'm not hustling for a drink or anything like that. I'm not a drinker. I drink club soda. <laughs> so so um, I'd like to thank you again. Uh, thank you for, um, from your, coming on for your busy schedule. We will have this show up. You will be uh, available for a listen on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. All over the place, and in Europe, Great. even we have a, a burgeoning listenership in the Netherlands. But most of our listeners, fifty percent of our listeners, are in, are in the Florida Keys and, and South Florida. Uh, but we have Central Florida also. So um, I'm glad that a lot of the people that love the Keys will get a chance to, uh, to see that we're going to be doing well in the, in the next couple of months. Thanks again. We are, we are, and thanks for the opportunity, Jim. Oh, my pleasure, and. Uh, have a great day and a better tomorrow. Thank you. You also. You're welcome. Okay, Joe. I'm going to say goodbye to you, Joe, too. All right. That's I will good talk to, to you later. Okay, Hope my friend. Does. That was an excellent show, man. Okay. Well, we're still on the air. <laughs> talk to you later. I know. I'm just telling you. I'll okay. tell everyone. That was a I'm great gonna, show. I'm playing the music. Stay on, Joe. I'm playing on the I'm playing right. the music. Hold on. Okay. I uh, Mayor, are you still there? No? Okay, Joe, you still there? I am. Okay. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? It really was, man. That she was. Uh, she sounds like a. She's, you know, very genuine, very genuine, very capable, very capable person. Yeah. I, was, I was really surprised. Uh, I mean, I thought she was smart, uh, but I didn't realize how uh, steady a hand she had. Oh my God! You know who she reminds me of? In the best sense. In the best sense, she's just brilliant. I, who I think is a brilliant woman, Nancy Pelosi. From a, from a, 
you know, tackling the issues as 